February 2nd, 2023, Las Vegas. Las Vegas PD responded to a call from a hotel employee who said that they had received a call from a man who said he was coming to kill them. The man also used numerous racial slurs. When the police arrived, the racist crank caller called back. This time, the hotel employee put the call on speakerphone so the police could hear it. The police report said that the caller immediately called the victim a racial slur and stated he was the Grand Master. The officer who made out the report said that he saw a name on the caller ID that read Hunter Holman. When the officer picked up the phone and announced he was the police, Holman began to deny everything, claiming his name was actually Fred and that he was in Little Rock, Arkansas. In the course of the ensuing investigation, the police found out that this person had also been responsible for an incident at another area hotel. In September of last year, Hunter Holman had been a guest at an extended stay. When he checked out, the manager reportedly found a goat's head in the freezer, along with an extensive collection of knives in Holman's former apartment. I guess they should be glad they didn't find any dead bodies. The manager told police that Holman made several threatening phone calls to them. And when he got the impression that the manager was white, Holman declared himself the king of the KKK and invited the manager to join him. So what started off as an investigation of a racist and threatening crank call soon became more than that. But it was about to get more strange still. Because just nine days ago on February 22nd, the Las Vegas police received a notice from the Arkansas Division of the FBI. The FBI in Arkansas said that on February 9th of this year, Hunter Holman had threatened to kill black people at a fitness center with an AR-15. It was after this notice that the Las Vegas police finally decided to arrest Hunter Holman on hate bias crime charges. There's been some reports that he may face federal charges as well, but with Kristen Clark on the job, he's as good as free. And of course, being a white supremacist thug, you won't be surprised to learn that this wasn't the first time he's broken the law. In May 2022, Hunter Holman got himself fired from a call center in Las Vegas. He had been there only a month. The owner of the call center said that Holman claimed to be Jesus and a member of the FBI. Then on June 2nd, 2022, Holman came back to the call center and made several racially motivated threats to a former employee, spewing racial slurs and death threats. He held his fingers in the shape of a gun. He threatened to sexually assault the manager and kill her. He then got into his car and spun donuts in the parking lot before the police could arrive. Holman also sent text messages threatening to sexually assault the wives and mothers of his former co-workers. Now, white supremacist vermin love to lurk around these parts and claim that, well, that's all just words. And clearly, this guy seems to be mentally unwell. That's what they say for every white supremacist thug who commits an act of violence. Oh, they're all crazy. Something that never gets extended to black people. If you're black, it's just a matter of, oh, you're silly, or there's nothing really wrong with you. But the second that we start talking about some white supremacists, all of a sudden, the end kicks the white media narrative. Well, well, clearly, they must be crazy because... Family and fellow soldiers, I'm the professor, and this... such a thing. His racial slurs shouldn't mean anything, the white supremacist troll will say, because it's not like he's out there attacking random black people or anything. Well, you won't be surprised to learn that on July 9th, 2022, Las Vegas police responded to a call about a man who had reportedly been stabbed in front of a hotel. The stabbing victim in this case was Hunter Holman. He got himself stabbed after he had tried to run over an entire black family with his car. The youngest member of this black family he tried to kill was an eight-month-old baby. 
He had started off by screaming racial slurs at this family from his car as they were walking down the sidewalk. They tried to ignore him, but he refused to be ignored and tried to hit them with his car. The family he tried to kill barely managed to get out of the way of his vehicle when he attempted to kill them. That's when Holman got out of his car and physically attacked them. The father of the family was the one who defended his family, stabbing the assailant and forcing the white supremacist thug to flee. Around 10.24 p.m., police received a call from Holman that he had been stabbed. Of course, being a white supremacist, he tried to claim that the family, an entire family, had been walking in the road and blocking his right of way. But witnesses, of course, immediately put the lie to that one. He told police that he was having a bad day. I'm not making that up. He actually said that. But he didn't need to do any white splaining to get his neck out of the noose on this one, because after all, he's got genetic immunity from law. The Las Vegas police didn't even bother to arrest this thug for trying to kill an entire black family until three weeks later on July 29th. They charged him with assault with the use of a deadly weapon motivated by bias or hatred toward a victim, as well as child abuse or neglect. But he's got genetic immunity from law, so you can guess what happened next. He was released from jail the very next day. Now, he was supposed to have some sort of court hearing scheduled, but that still hasn't happened, and it's not going to until May 24th of this year. Uh, did I mention that this incident happened back in the summer of last year? The racists out in Sin City have been trying to slow walk this one. They were hoping that they could quietly dispose of this one. After all, it wasn't a national story. In fact, the white media out there didn't even want it to be a local story. Now that the word's gotten out, they have to at least pretend to be doing something about him finally, but we're not fooled. This creep has been a one-man hate crime wave, leaving goat's heads at hotels, threatening and then attempting to kill an entire black family, including an eight-month-old baby, threatening people at his job, threatening to rape members of their family, random strangers, and planning to carry out a mass killing of black people. We'll continue with the moment of truth in just a moment, but first, a word from the official sponsor of Black Empowerment, Power Tools. There's no telling when something's going to come up, so make sure you carry your power tools at all times. You never know when you're going to need to bring the hammer down, or when you'll have some trash that needs to be blown away, or some obstacle that requires cutting down. Don't get caught empty-handed. Keep your hammer close by. Keep that leaf blower at the ready, and always carry your steel. Power tools, because no matter what your day job or side hustle may be, there's no excuse for not being ready to put in some work. Now, he's been arrested for this latest incident at the hotel, but you guessed it, he has genetic immunity from law, so he was given yet another bail and is back on the loose after having been released from custody. He's supposed to be back in court on March 30th for these latest charges. But why does he keep getting released time after time after time? All of these violent incidents that he's been found clearly to have committed, but they just keep giving him bail no matter what. The FBI tips police off that this guy is planning to carry out a mass shooting. The police arrest him, charge him, and then promptly let him go. As I keep telling you, these mass killings don't just happen by accident. They're allowed to happen because the people carrying it out are being protected by the courts and the police. This is what happens when racial privilege is the law of the land. The problem isn't that he's not committing any crimes. 
The problem isn't that he hasn't done anything serious enough to warrant being arrested or charged. The problem is that in this country, you have the police and the courts who are just as racist as these white supremacist thugs. You need to look no further than Kyle Rittenhouse for proof on that one. So you have Dylan Roof, Gregory Bush. He was that white supremacist who tried to carry out a Dylan Roof-style attack at a black church in Kentucky. But when he found the doors of the church locked, he instead went up the road to Kroger's and killed two random black people there instead. And Peyton Gendron, who murdered 10 black people at a supermarket in Buffalo. And now you have this. Congress hasn't passed a black hate crimes bill. They haven't even tried to. They've passed one for Asians, and they passed a gay marriage law, claiming that it had something to do with interracial read black marriages as well. But when it comes to writing laws specifically to protect black people and to punish those who harm us or who seek to harm us, all of a sudden the wheels of government grind to a halt. And absolutely nobody in the government is trying to do anything about it. Your congressional black talkers do nothing about it because they're part of the problem. They've got their government jobs. As far as they're concerned, they're in the club. They're in part of the inside the Beltway Club. They fully understand the policy of racially targeted neglect of the black community, and they sold their souls for a parking spot in D.C. And so long as white power continues to let these turncoat traitors have some crumbs from its table, they'll gladly cheerlead for Democrats to do nothing for us, and they'll sit on their hands while the white right targets and attacks us. Well, that father out in Vegas, he showed that there are some black people who are not going to sit back and desperately hope that someone's going to come and save them. The law allows you to defend yourself, and that black father in D.C. did exactly that. Some white supremacist calls himself screaming slurs and threats and then tries to kill you and your family. You have a right and an obligation to protect yourself and them. That's why that black father and his family were fine after that race soldier's violent attack. And Hunter Holman was in the hospital. The courts have shown us time and again that it's no coincidence at all or an accident that these violent thugs don't get punished. The authorities approve of their actions. That's why they keep letting them do it. This guy has been putting up all kinds of red flags for over a year now. You didn't need to wait until he threatened to carry out a mass killing to know that he's a violent punk. He showed exactly what he was last year. There is absolutely no excuse for this violent creep to still be on the loose. When he tried to murder an entire family, that should have been the end of it. That should have made huge headlines nationwide then and there. Instead, the white media barely reported on it. Even in Vegas, they barely mentioned it. They treated it as a non-event. There's a clear and undeniable unwritten policy by the white media that when black people are targeted by hate criminals, don't report on it. Unless it's something that's a little bit too egregious or too big to be covered up. If it's something that leaks out and you just can't contain it, well, go ahead and do a one and done on it. But also be sure to let people know that the hate criminal is sympathetic, you know. Oh, well, he's got a family or, um, well, he had a good job. Neighbors say that he wasn't so bad. Well, uh, he might have some mental issues. We have to be sure to cast sympathy in his direction. Now, if Hunter Holman had been a black man, who had tried to run over a white family? Does anyone seriously believe that he would be on the streets at all or that he ever would have seen the outside of a prison cell after he had been arrested? He wouldn't have been offered bail at all. In fact, he wouldn't have made it that far because if he had been threatening people at a call center, they would have arrested him for that and he still wouldn't be on the streets. The criminal class in America carry out their ruthless lawlessness because they're allowed to, they're encouraged to. 
The truth is that the police and these judges are every bit as racist as the Hunter Holmans and the Dylan Roofs and the Peyton Gendrons and the Kyle Rittenhouses. We always find out time after time after time, without exception, that these racist mass shooters always have very close ties to the police. That they have friends who are police, family members who are police, that police get caught praising them and echoing their anti-black racist sentiments. That train is never late. And the same goes here. So understand that these violent thugs are being allowed to roam the streets and will continue to be allowed to roam the streets as they finally kill a black person because that's the objective. That's the reason that they're allowed to remain on the streets. This is the reality. And what's also reality is that you have a right to protect yourself. So don't gamble when it comes to ensuring your safety from some white supremacist assault. And that's this week's Friday Crime Report. Keep your eyes open and stay on alert, because there's a lot worse criminals out there than the ones the white corporate media chooses to show you. Good day, and be one. I'd like to take a moment to mention some of our contributors. Detroit Beauty Supply, David Green, Gregory Franklin, Imani Metendaji, and Williams. Salute to them and thank you to everyone for listening, liking, and sharing this message. Black empowerment only exists because of you. Anchor, because they only record for 30 minutes at a time, which is really stupid if you ask me, but this is their uh, platform, so I got to abide by their uh, policies. All right, so Harry had it keyed up, so uh, we we gonna do uh, we gonna do this one. This one's uh, about ten minutes.
first one I'll go up here this one is 36 minutes
I did.
straight steeplet. Love that brother's content. No, he has another one up here, so we're gonna go ahead to that. Yeah, this one is uh, also thirty-six minutes. Hold that for a second. Hold on. No, okay. this same That's one okay. I just that was the same one I just listened to. I thought, uh, I thought this is the same one I just listened to. Yeah, this is hold on. That's not the new one. It's the one that I just played. Okay, here. It
Alright, let's see if he has another one. I think that's it. Yep, that's it for today. For the last more, keeping it all the way 100. Now, sources that are familiar with what is happening there are cited by CNA saying that the Army's 500, uh, 542nd Armor Brigade and the 333rd Combined Arms Battalion will be going to the USA for these exchanges. This will mark the first time Taiwanese troops have been dispatched to the U.S. at a battalion level. They say this is a sharp change, a sharp increase from the past. It shows, according to analysts, that we are closer to a war with China every single week. Now, in the past, they stressed that the military of Taiwan only sent members to the USA at a platoon level, or at the most, a company level. The need for a battalion-level training shows that something is up. Now, after a meeting took place with a congressional delegation at the presidential office on Tuesday, back uh, on February 21st, this was led by the U.S. Representative Ro Khanna, President Tsai. Tsai uh, said that Taiwan and the United States continue to bolster their military exchanges. The president of Taiwan emphasized that the country will step up its own cooperation with the USA and with other so-called democratic partners. They will do this to confront global challenges as authoritarian expansionism continue to increase their pressure. What they're basically saying is communist China, come and get some. This is getting hectic now. Office landlords are beginning to drown in debt. We're starting to see defaults that are escalating. Lenders are bracing for a lot worse to come in the next six-month and 12-month period. Economic watchers are warning that delinquency rates for office loans that back commercial uh, mortgage-backed securities, these delinquency rates are heading higher. The number of big office landlords that are defaulting on their loans is on a rise. There will be no return to office, they say. And with that, there will be no return to 2019, basically the end of the world as we knew it in 2019. The giant investment manager, Brookfield Asset Management, recently defaulted on a total of $750 million in debt. This was for a pair of multi-story, 52-story towers in Los Angeles. Now, according to a securities filing, a lot more is happening soon. The real estate firm, RXR, is in talks with creditors to restructure their debt on 61 Broadway, which is a 34 tower, a 34 story tower in Manhattan. This isn't the only place or the only market that is seeing distress. A venture of a investment manager affiliated with related uh, companies and Bentau Green Oak is in similar debt restructuring plans. This is over multi-hundred million dollar warehouses and office projects. And that, according to economists, is just the beginning. Manus Clancy, a senior managing director with the data firm Trep Inc., says that five to ten office towers each month are joining the list of properties that are defaulting because of either low occupancy, bankruptcy, expiring leases, maturing debt. The reasons just go on and on. They warn that only until recently, a large portion of landlords have been able to stay current. They were staying current on their mortgages because office leases 
typically run for 10 years or more. Lenders were willing at the time to extend expiring mortgages. But with last month's rate hikes and the rates rising in, a, in the largest increases since December, according to TREP, loans that were backed by office buildings in places like Philadelphia, Charlotte, North Carolina, Denver, Colorado, they have either been transferred to special servicers or they're parts of bond issues. <clears throat> they say we're seeing severe downgrading by credit rating firms across the USA. This is a quote from Owen Thomas. He's the chief executive of Boston Properties. He says commercial real estate markets are currently in a recession. One of the country's largest office building owners on an early uh, earnings call earlier this month says we need to watch out. They warn that no one is suggesting that office use will ever return to pre-pandemic rates. The economy was built on all of this office space for a workforce that was going to go into the office most of the time. These days, says Kevin Thorpe, Cushman's chief economist, are over. The pain from foreclosures are likely to ripple through the entire financial system. $1.2 trillion of debt has been backed by office buildings at the end of the third quarter of last year, according to TREP. So we're going to see these reverberations really take hold. Banks are bracing for more troubled loans. Wealth, uh, Wells Fargo says that they are uh, starting to change their non-accrual loans backed by office buildings. means the bank isn't expecting full interest in principal payments. Now they say that we are going to see changes here that really disrupt our economy. I was reading a very well-intentioned post on Reddit recently. There was one person there who asked the entire world, but in particular, the men and women of America and Europe. They asked them how they were dealing with the existential dread of not being able to afford things like our fathers and our grandfathers were able to, and the uncertainty of the future. The answers that they got follow. One person said, my dad can't afford expletive, so I just don't think about it. Another person said they also don't think about it. The next person said it's hard not being able to afford a child. Every time the wife and I start getting more comfortable, another social disaster or huge expense comes up. We are already paycheck to paycheck. I don't know how people do it. So we just say maybe in a couple of years to each other, and then we do it again in a couple of years. One person says, like you, I just keep my head down. I work 50 hours a week. Another person says, I scale down my expectations and I focus on my quality of life. The next person says, my partner and I met when we were already in our middle age. So we were very aware that our time together will not be endless. We both scale down our work a bit. We buy clothes on sale. We buy clothes at charity shops. We go camping instead of on big holidays. I drive an old car, but our quality of life is great. That's something that's really important that we all need to think about. What are you doing to manage your quality of life given our overlapping continuous crisis events? Knowing that you are meant to be poor and never own anything again or what you do think you own, you're gonna pay on for 10 to 30 years of your life. What are you doing to change your quality of life? For me and my family, it's very similar to what this individual is. We try to live 
below our means at every moment. That way, if you have a disaster, a personal crisis event, a personal SHTF, well, then you can say, okay, I, I still have everything covered. Besides that, we try to look ahead and say, okay, if these areas are getting bad, what can I do to build a wildfire break for that? What can I do to hedge against that? You guys already know on this channel that we believe food will always sell. And so my wife, uh, you know, is working to get her, uh, her license to be able to sell the food that she makes. We already bought a hot dog cart and we're getting licensed with that. Why? Because food will always sell. People always need to eat. And so looking ahead, we said, okay, here's how we'll manage. The next writer says, I'm dealing with it badly. They say, I already lost everything once. I scrambled my way out of homelessness. I found my way into a dead end job and I barely do with my lack of work experience and education. I've racked up debt trying to live alone while everything else in the world gets more expensive. I am just living one day at a time, brother. If I start to break down things and really think of what I won't be able to afford in the future, I will drive myself mad. I'm thankful for where I'm at right now. Sure, it could be better, but it could be worse. The best way I try to live with it is just one day at a time. Now, here's one I want you to really pay a, a particular attention to. Person says, one day at, and then they use a cuss word, time. I live in Argentina. They cuss again. Things were bad since before I was born. Even with a good paying job, I am, I'll replace what they said, with screwed nonetheless. Other people in Argentina would have given up and become pessimistic. But I have that thing inside of me that makes me angry. Like even if everything is on fire and my body is failing me, even if I am on the edge of madness, how dare you assume I'll quit on the basis that there is no hope. I do my own stuff because it is it has to be done. Life is uncertainty and things need to be done with or without hope, with or without dreams, with or without inspiration. Because at the end of the day, every punch I ever threw, even if it was for nothing, was still worth it. And I will laugh till the end. What do you guys think? about the current state of our economy, the fact that they are making it so that you will never own a home again. They want you to rent forever. Sure, you'll be able to own your car, but that's because they know it's going to break down or need a continuous amount of repairs by the time you get that vehicle paid off. So in essence, you're basically renting from them. A lot of people are renting from them at $1,000 a month and a very high interest rate. On that $10,000, $20,000, dollars car, they end up paying $40,000, $60,000. What are you doing to get ready? I want you to remember this story next time a politician, either a Republican or a Democrat, a politician on either side of the bird tells you that they care about you. Europe has banned food additives because of health concerns, but these same additives are allowed in the USA. One of them is potassium bromate. It's used by food makers in the USA to strengthen dough, the same dough that you're feeding your kids at the store. <clears throat> this compound is a carcinogen. It's banned for all human consumption in Europe, in China, and in India. If you've ever seen what people do to survive in India, if you've ever seen 
them scraping the refuse out of gutters and using that as oil in China, how are they letting this into your child's mouth? Professor Eric Millstone, he's an expert on food additives. He works at England's University of Sussex. He says that European regulators are taking a much more uh, cautious approach than U.S. counterparts to food safety. He put a warning out. There's evidence that chemicals, including potassium bromate, are toxic to humans, and they initiate and promote the development of tumors. He says that this is a conclusion that people need to take seriously. Now, this chemical is just one of several chemicals and substances that are banned in Europe. These are banned as being health concerns, but they are still per permitted in the USA by Republicans, permitted in the USA by Democrats, permitted in the USA by presidential order, permitted in the USA by the FDA, permitted in the USA by the same people that everybody, want to war everybody wants to worship. Titanium dioxide, go look at your toothpaste, is it in it? If it's not, look at your Skittles. If it's not there, look at some other form of hard candy. If it's not there, look at something else that's been whitened. It's a nanoparticulate banned in other countries. Why are you allowed to keep it by the politicians who care about you? Other things like brominated vegetable oil, azobicarbonamide, and propyl paraben. Most Americans are very unaware that they're being exposed on a very daily basis by organizations that are meant to keep them safe to substances in their food, in their food that are dangerous to their health, toxins. These professors warn that Americans think that if it's available in the store, it must be fine. This is very far from the truth. One person, Stacey McNamara, she has lived in London for a decade. She says raising children in the UK has opened her eyes to just what foods are allowed in the USA. McNamara says she has no plans to move back home and that states should take food safety very seriously and try to actually help people. In a statement to CBS News, the American FDA says that when used properly, things like potassium bromate convert into harmless substances. But are they overseeing who uses them properly? Sure, at the same level that the uh, IRS is supposed to be collecting the same amount of taxes from mega corporations that they do from you. The agency has acknowledged that not all of the compound in any recipes convert into uh, the production process and make them harmless. But they said that control measures are utilized and that minimizes the real risk in the final products. Police and local authorities are being warned to be on the lookout right now. They say physical attacks on the US power grid have risen by 71% when compared with 2021 and that we should be ready for them to rise more. A confidential industry analysis says that the public is not being told the entire truth. The North American Electric Reliability Corporation, which is a division of the grid oversight body, these bodies you've probably never heard of, working for the United States of America, is claiming that instances of ballistic damage, that is to say firearm damage, intrusion, and vandalism are causing increasing concern among politicians. They say that in their detailed analysis, they have shown attacks across the USA. 
physical security incidents involving power outages have increased 20%, which is being attributed to something called by researchers as a people concern. They say individual citizens are frustrated with things like the government, actions or inactions by the government, concerning global events, social tensions, and burdening economic challenges. Remember when we talked earlier about there's a point in time where people revolt? You're getting there. What is happening behind the scenes is even more chaotic. The EISAC study of power grids, which is another government agency, has said that grid attacks are on the rise. They say it's even worse because it, begot, it goes beyond the use of publicly available data. And as the government tied entity data includes, there are non-public reports that shows utilities and grid authorities have filed with federal agencies saying that confidential attacks have taken place. In these reports, the division tracked a significant increase of issues over the course of the last 12 month period. What's worse? Things are about to get even worse in the country. The division wrote a warning. This warning said that it completely, within reason, believes an uptick in such attacks will happen this year based on the number and the nature of recent attacks. It says these attacks have been carried out by members of so-called groups on the extreme fringe. These groups aim to destabilize the country. Now, Manny Cancel or Sansell, one of the chief executives declined to discuss the confidential material, but he confirmed that the division has tracked uptics in confidential reports. You see, these grid groups, these uh, power companies, they don't have to tell you why your power went out. We have these things that we need for our daily life. They have taken away your independence, your sustainability. How do you get it back? Well, you can get things like solar, you can get gas generators before they make it illegal. The number of politically or ideologically motivated attacks are growing, they warn. There's a pattern where people are targeting critical infrastructure with the intent to disrupt. Going back to the 2020 election, as well as recent midterms, there's an, in, uh, an increase in an uptick in chatter and an increase in incidents. Brian Harrell, the former Assistant Secretary for Infrastructure for uh, Infrastructure Protection at the Department of Homeland Security, has said that there has lately been a notable increase through extremist environments about targeting critical infrastructure. He said these groups are talking to each other. They're learning from each other. It's getting a lot of people's attention when you turn the lights off, he says. And I think that's what people want. So get ready, a darkness is coming, a time in our country where your lights will not stay on, where you have no guarantees, no guarantee that the police will come when you call, no guarantee that the paramedics will be there when you need them, no guarantee that your lights will stay on, that your internet will be available, or that you will get home safe. You have to take back control of your life starting today. Let us know in the comments what you think people should start with and how they should get ready and how not to be overwhelmed because there's a lot of things. We've, we've allowed 100 years of people being softened purposefully so much that now the debate is how a person thinks about themselves.
We've confused our entire population. We have completely canceled things that have allowed sustainability. And through purpose, you are seeing a change that will have negative outcomes. So in the comments, let us know what you think people can do to start and not get overwhelmed. That's a big part of this. From my family to yours, please stay safe and keep watch. This week's Full Spectrum News is brought to us right here on YouTube every day. Come back tomorrow and see more headlines from around the world by people like you. All of our members on Patreon, check out contingencymedical.com for those times when you do call the paramedics or the doctor and they say, I'm sorry, we don't have that medication. You can get an insurance plan. Real antibiotics by real doctors and real pharmacies. Use the code FSS10 to get a discount. And nutrientsurvival.com forward slash FSS, like full spectrum survival, has real long-term food storage, has real meals that are ready to eat. Check them out and see if they're right for you. Use the code FSS15 to get a 15% discount. I don't get any commission from any of the sponsors or advertisements or anything ever. No commission. The codes are there for you to get a discount. Most of all, do what you can to get ready. Do your chores, do your prep work, and have fun. And then we'll see you right back here tomorrow to see what's going on in our world. Stay safe, everyone, and good luck.